Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us this week on the podcast. Hmm. We got Robbie Coyle. Hello. We're just going to communicate in grunts this week. <laughs> we got Jennifer Bartlett. Just grunts and plebes. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm. Mm. I don't know. And myself, Logan. I'm here too. Reminds me of ninth grade. What oh, was please tell grade? that yeah. story. <laughs> so I don't know this one. There was this. There was a guy, a friend of mine. We'd pass each other in the hallway. I'd be like, eh. And he'd be like, eh. And we'd, we'd like point with one finger and just kind of grunt at each other. And, and that was our hello. Just constantly. Okay. That's the, that's that the established. Was, that was the, the, the uh, sum total of the conversation between us as we passed through the hallway. All right. And his girlfriend was like, it is it's so weird. <laughs> She's not wrong. It's very Tim the Toolman Taylor. I don't know. I could get behind that. It's it was quick. It was to the point. Yeah, said everything it needed to. Absolutely everything. There you go. Boys hmm. are so weird. <laughs> eh. Hmm. Well. <laughs> well done. <laughs> On to the footgoody. Footnoty goodness. Straight into that footnoty goodness. This is why you should use words so that you can continue to use words. You didn't like my dubstep remix of that? It was glorious. Well done. I do what I can. Drop the beat. Or drop the exegesis. One or the other. Let's footnoty goodness here. Okay. What you got? Well, so we were talking about uh, this idea of propaganda. Rob dropped this this concept of propaganda. Yeah. In in his sermon, he's like, "That's fake news." He didn't say that. <clears throat> That's what it translated to in my head. Yeah. Propaganda, fake news. Yeah. But yeah. That works. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they can be the, they can be the same thing. They could be different, I guess, but they they definitely can be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, synonymous, one could say. However, uh, this this idea of propaganda, this came, if I remember correctly, in the sermon this occurred while you were talking about, you had the graphs up on the screen. Yep. Did you catch my moving joke? I said that the that he was like, did you get the graphs onto one slide? And I was like, oh, did I ever? It was a moving. That, like, you could say that slide, it's moving. Mm-hmm. Which sounded like it was going to move people into something, but really it was just the fact that I'd put a little, little transition a little effect transition onto it so that they zoomed in yeah. all cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was beautiful. I was I was giggling over that, but uh, internally a lot of giggling occurred in Logan. Just there you go. So I wanted to share that with everybody, Thank so we you. could all share in this moment together, where Logan made yet another pun. All right, there we go. I was it's glad that was the movement that he showed us. That well played, well played. Yes and amen. <laughs> yes and amen. The Lord's mercies renew every day. <laughs> uh, 
So, but you were talking about propaganda there. You you mentioned this propaganda that the world a lot of times we think most people, uh, if you ask them, would respond, "Yeah, no, actually, I think the world's getting worse." Mm-hmm. However, however, you submitted that you think that that's a prop that's propaganda. I believe it's propaganda. That is fake news. I yes. think you said from the enemy. Mm-hmm. From the enemy. It's Propaganda coming from the Russians. From the enemy. Oh, my gosh. What? Oh, sorry. Wrong enemy. It's coming from China. I'm sorry. Wrong enemy. That's what coming from this? Satan. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh. I'm on a kick today. <laughs> Woo, baby. Oh, Manny. Yeah, so it, when I first started thinking about this was a number of years ago. I've got a series of... of uh, devotions that were written by saints in the late 1800s and compiled by Lance Wobbles, I think is is the last name. That's how, that's how I say it. I don't know if he says it that way, but <laughs> spelled that direction. He can hunt you down if it's not. I know. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Lance. Come find us. Email me at info at missionridge.church. <laughs> but uh, these saints from over 100 years ago they were talking about how bad it's getting. I'm like, man, it's the same narrative that I hear today, but I know things are better mm-hmm. than they are than they were back then. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's just so many things that are better. Mm-hmm. You know, just on the you know human existence, you know. We live longer. Uh, we deal with the race issue better. It's not, I don't think it's great yet, but I think... It's not perfect. It, but it's better. Oh, than, infinitely better. Than 100 years ago? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, women can vote. You know, and... Is that better? No, that's a joke. That's a joke. Don't come. Don't at me. <laughs> Please send uh, emails to info at missionridge.church. Well, yeah, do that, but... If you want to at Logan. <laughs> or, or you could go to Logan at mishrich.church. <laughs> no, send him to info because that way Rob gets them too. <laughs> yeah, no. We need you to see what they're saying to him. <laughs> Spam filter. You know, the, the whole Me Too movement and, and, and the way we talk about um, sure. sexual assault and, mm-hmm. and workplace. You know, yeah. All those conversations, like it's it's not where it needs to be, but it is it's improved. It's improving, and I think it's you could say it's significantly better. Like the women are treated significantly better today than a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, significantly better. Yeah, and uh, on you know across the world, we have actually less war today than we had a hundred years ago. Yep. These are all these are all stats you can look up, by the way. Just just absolutely absolutely true. And so this is where and and I'll I'll let you uh you, you've got an article there that sure. I got I actually got a couple here. Um so uh this is uh coming from Kate the Cato Institute or Cato Institute, I don't know which one that is. Uh 2016 survey, folks in 17 countries, 
all things considered, they were they were asking this. All things considered, do you think the world is getting better or worse, or neither getting better nor worse? Fifty eight percent of the respondents thought that the world is getting worse. Thirty percent said it was doing neither. Only eleven percent thought that things were getting better. That was worldwide. In the United States, eleven percent. Eleven percent thought that things were getting better. Fifty eight percent thought it was getting worse. Yeah. In the United States, 65% thought it was getting worse, as opposed to 58 And only 6% responded that the world is getting better, as opposed to 11%. Right. <clears throat> so we're looking, here in the U.S., we're a bunch of cynical people, apparently. Mm-hmm. The moral yeah. of the story. Now, uh, using uncontroversial data taken from official and scientific sources such as the United Nations, World Health Organization, Organization, Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, ugh, and World Bank, <laughs> they show that on most measures, the world is improving at an accelerated pace. So your, your, your graph on Sunday, where it's just a straight linear graph, yeah, that's not actually even accurate it's an exponential yeah like the curve of peace mm-hmm. and 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 that that actually shows wholeness that, like, wholeness wholeness like, people experiencing wholeness things functioning the way god would design them are they moving in that direction mm-hmm. globally incomes are growing that's pre-pandemic of course but even with the pandemic but before the median U.S. income was at an all-time high. Um, longer lives, more mothers surviving pregnancy, more babies living to, into adulthood. That's that's wholeness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Humanity having access to more food and education, cleaner wholeness. water, safer sanitation. It's wholeness. Homicide rates have fallen from their highs in most places. And, of course, that trend reversed a little bit during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So a little chaos there. Yep. But... Uh, but overall, uh, falling in most places. Uh, fewer wars and wars that we do fight are shorter and cost fewer lives. Yep. Uh, the male-female gap in education and income is rapidly closing. Yep. Uh, rising global happiness, declining global income inequality, falling share of the world's population uh, live in slums, political empowerment of women, rise in IQ scores. I, people are getting smarter. Hmm. Like IQ scores are going up. That's not just an education thing. That's like a cognitive ability is going up, which usually relates to health and well-being and um, prenatal care and overall uh, food and such. Um, There's a whole host of falling cancer death rates, decline in use of capital punishment, falling rates of military spending and conscription, uh, shrinkage of nuclear arsenals. Just as you're going through this, Overall, like if you look at what is going on, peace and wholeness, mm-hmm. things are improving. Peace and wholeness, shalom is occurring. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe this is happening primarily through God's people. I also believe that if God's people don't get on board, God can use anybody. Whoever. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he he used an ass in the Old Testament. Yes, he did. Old Balaam's donkey. Communicate his message. So can God, like if if Christians don't get on board on certain things that God wants to get accomplished, 
I think he can use whomever he wants to, but Christ's peace, there will be no end or increase to it since his advent. We know that his second advent, that's when it will be ultimately fulfilled. We long for that day, but... But what if what if we bought into this narrative that things were getting worse and and we're just waiting for God's exit strategy for us? Right. Some glad morning. When this life is over, would, I'll fly away. Would that be so the reason for propaganda what you use propaganda for is to get your enemy to you dishearten them. Lose the will to fight. Yep. Lose the will to engage. Absolutely. Uh, the Allies use propaganda. They uh, they set up General Patton in in Britain with decoy tanks. Brilliant. Brilliant. The Germans were afraid of Patton. Absolutely afraid of Patton. The Allies knew this. The Allies were afraid of Patton, too, because he's kind of loose cannon. Mm-hmm. And so you <laughs> give him a bunch of rubberized tanks. Just just inflatables. Inflatables. You know, same as, like, the, the Frosty the Snowman that you're driving by this time of year. I love those. Yeah, they look just as ridiculous when they're tanks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so Patton can't... At least can't, have a purpose. Pa- Patton Kent causing harm to the Allies because he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't have any, have any actual cannons for him <laughs> to be a loose cannon with. <laughs> Brilliant. But the Germans never crossed because they're terrified of Patton and his yeah tanks. They think they're real tanks. Yeah, I yeah. mean they're taking pictures from overhead. It's black and white. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't have HD. No, right. And and the people that are flying aren't like they don't have great. You know they don't have great capability of zooming in low on those. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. So they don't cross the channel. So the 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 whole point with the with the enemy here, like if if uh, Satan's trying to get us to become disheartened, right? He's like, man, everybody, the kingdom of God just keeps taking ground, and that frankly just irritates him. What's what's the best play for him to do? Well, he's to get you to quit trying to play. Yeah. Either sit back on your laurels because you're comfortable or make you feel like, well, it's just ineffective. Nothing works. So I'm just going to buy and buy hallelujah till I die. Well, and I think right. part of the problem of why it feels so dire is we have more information at our fingertips than ever before. Like, oh, like in our phones? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. I sure. remember like... If you want to find a negative story, open your phone because it's well, and so that easy. sort of news gets clicks. <clears throat> mm-hmm. well, and uh, in any battle or any war, there's you lose battles. Mm-hmm. Battles are lost, and I think there are some battles that are being lost. Right. Sure. You know this. Uh, you know, COVID has created just a massive divide in in America. And some of us are kind of sitting in the middle, looking at both sides, going, "All y'all are idiots." Oh man, this is painful. Mm-hmm. Um, we should sit down and have a meal. 
and, and and again, like, are there things that need some serious attention? Absolutely. Sure. Right. I think we have a ton more work to do when it comes to race relations and inequality and 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 all those kinds of things. And and the fact that we're maybe more aware of those divisions and more aware of you know the impact of sin and society and those kinds of things, um, you know, that can lead us to just kind of buy into this idea that oh maybe we're heading the wrong direction, but. But I don't think God's thinking, I think I made a mistake. Well, and, and, and to that point, I'm going to quote my Forbes article. Good old Forbes. Now, we were researching this, and uh, I stumbled onto this article. I stumbled onto the, the, the uh, Cato one first, but this Forbes one, they're talking about the same thing. The world's getting better. But then they're like, well, why does why do people perceive it as getting worse? Well, uh, they they say our awareness of a signal grows even as the signal wanes. Mm. So published in Science in uh, 2018, a study found that when the signal, a person, a quote-unquote signal, that the person is searching for becomes rare, the person naturally responds by broadening his or her definition of the signal. Therefore, continues to find it even when it's not there. Mm, so, if we're looking, if you're looking for something, if so we're they, looking for chaos, mm-hmm. and there's less and less of it, then we broaden our definition of, of what, what chaos, chaos is. Is so they they did this with a series of colored dots. Okay, so you got blue and purple dots. How would you know? I, that's I'm reading the words. That's the only reason. Uh, <laughs> Also, I can tell I can tell certain shades apart. That's just a joke. I'm just I'm not completely colorblind. <laughs> Only on the inside. Uh, they were instructed to look for and identify dots. The people in this study that sure. they judged to be blue, so they're looking for blue dots. Okay. Right. Uh, within groups that were gradually presented with a lower frequency of bluish dots their definition of blue gradually expanded. Mm. I'm just really good at not seeing blue dots. Every th- blue and purple, they're all beautiful in my eyes. There you that's, go. What's, that's what I'm taking away from this. That was me yesterday when you were tuning your guitar. I'm like, I just expanded my definition what the key of E is. There you mm-hmm. go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, a side note, that was an exposition in Roughly Right, because I tuned it, but it still wasn't right. It was better a little bit, but it still wasn't right. And it was breaking my soul a little bit every time I played it and got to that riff. I was cringing. If we had tape, we could go back and watch it. Logan definitely grimaced one time. <laughs> I feel like we need to record the whole <clears throat> service just so that just we have for those, those Easter eggs. of <clears throat> we, The world doesn't need such things. Uh, oh, do. Mm. Uh, but by the oh, back to our blue dot experiment here. By the end of the experiment, they identified some dots as blue that they would not have identified as blue at the outset. Mm. In variation, uh, some participants were informed beforehand that blue dots would be presented with decreasing frequency, so they knew that there was going to be less of them. Mm-hmm. What? And what happened? Yet, even armed with that knowledge, they continued subconsciously to broaden their perception of blue. So even if you know it's getting better, 
you're still going to perceive chaos as growing. Because mm-hmm. you want blue. Because you're, you're looking for it. Yeah. Right? Which I think... Um, I think you could apply that to our, within our within our context here, right? So we're trying to see peace. We're trying to bring about peace. And how do we bring about peace? A lot of times, what 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 do you focus? You focus on what's wrong, right? We focus yeah. on what's wrong because I need to get rid of what's wrong so that it won't be wrong. Because what's wrong decreases our peace, right? So I focus on the chaos. So let's apply that to. So, yeah. So I focus on the chaos. We apply that to... You, you become more aware of, of, of race relations. You sure. start taking a look, and and you, you notice, oh, man, there's there's a lot going on here. And you do some more research, and the more research you do, you're, you're, you're finding more and more. And, and now those things definitely... And, and I think that's part of... The process is 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 doing the research and become becoming more aware, and that's why I'm saying like from from a Christian perspective, and you broaden your perspective of what it is. Yeah, and I I, I wrestle with this a little bit, and and wrestle with this, uh, wrestle with me with this on this one. I think a certain amount of developing an understanding mm-hmm. of the problem. Race relations, beneficial, absolutely. At a certain point, though, like looking at that study, even if there were no, like they got to a point where if they got rid of all the blue dots, you weren't just expanding your like idea of what a blue dot is. You were entering Logan levels of like that purple dot that you would have called purple before. You're redefining it. You're redefining it. And you're calling purple now blue. Right. And I think it's possible focusing on the negative can be... I I, I don't know. If broadening that, like, are are you... if, If our goal is to get rid of blue dots, right? The blue dots of racial injustice... And we end up throwing out dots that were purple beforehand. Is that worth it? It might be. I don't have a good solution to that. Right. Well, so on the one hand, you're talking about like raising people's awareness and and those kinds of things. Uh, I think that's a little different than maybe where this article is going to from the standpoint of of you got certain organizations that they function off of off of resolving certain issues. Sure. And what happens when those issues get resolved? Do those organizations go away? No, no, they don't. Or do they need any new thing to, do they need to maintain their reason for existence? Exactly. And I don't have a concrete example for that, but so I I think it's a little different that, you know, like raising people's awareness, like, uh, we're having conversations today that we that we weren't having before, and I think we need to do that. Mm-hmm. And and people are are maybe coming into a conversation that has been going on, and they need to be a part of that conversation. Yeah. But so they took this experiment with the blue dots. Yep. Just to give this a, a maybe a little more tangible, because you're like, uh, well, who cares about blue dots, right? Sure. 
they did this with uh, people labeling things, actions as either ethical or unethical. They saw the same thing, the same kind of shift. Same trend. The same trend uh, occurring in that. And then they also did this when they presented participants with images of faces that had either been rated as threatening or non-threatening. So how you perceive people. Mm. So I I look at a face and I determine whether it looks threatening or non-threatening. And they're asked to identify the threatening ones. Again, they found that when prevalence of threatening targets decreased, participants' concept of threat expanded to include targets that had pre- that it, they had previously excluded. Okay. So this is this is this is the dark side of it because I think there is a positive aspect of like okay yeah we're going to we're going to keep broadening this and we're going to mm-hmm. we're going to have a better understanding of of chaos right. in in the world and we need to seek out this chaos and see injustice and root it out and I think there's a positive side of it. And this. don't stick our head in the sand and, and ignore Absolutely. what's right. there. And, not, and, and maybe and maybe that's not even uh like just saying like no, we're we're not going to settle and become that kind of lethargic like oh, I think everything's all good now, right? Right. Continuing to seek peace. Mm-hmm. All right, so there's a good side yeah. of that. But the bad side of this is that I think if you focus on the chaos too much as opposed to focusing on the peace, because I think you can, like, am I trying to create more peace or am I just trying to put out chaos? Right. But this threatening aspect, like, I see if, like, I think if you ask most most Americans, especially after 9-11, the five, six years after 9-11, you show them a Middle Eastern person an image of a Middle Eastern person, I'd almost guarantee you majority of America would have seen that as threatening. After the after the bombing. After mm-hmm. yeah, after after the after the planes. As compared after, to before the compared to before before, the, before yes. Right? And so we see that, but then okay, so and what happens when you take the men out of the, the equation and now you see a boy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you're just seeing boys. Now you're just seeing women. Or, and I think that might relate to like some of our issues with seeing refugees coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, we are getting better at catching criminals. We are getting better at finding terrorists before they are a threat. However, we're still programmed wanting to see that chaos right <clears throat> yeah and it's interesting too when you think in terms of and i just thought of this but when think in terms of like our wars and and how uh each decade we've had a different in our in our movies and and whatnot in our entertainment there was always a new there was there was world war one and then world war two and then you know um Vietnam and like that that was skip Korea. Korea was kind of short lived. Um but I just Yeah. It's like it just occurred to me. But, but hey, for anyway, ten, sir. twenty years you have you have the movies from that mm-hmm. era. Absolutely. You know, and now it's the war on terror and it's just it's an unknown person you know, it's right. an organization and, it's and you know biochemical warfare that you're right. trying to fight against or Yep. 
and with the MCU, you know, you just it's external to the world, right? Mm-hmm. But but then they bring in um, Hydra. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, just social issues, social concerns. Okay. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it makes it messier because we, and I think this we crave war, like you said in the sermon. Like a lot of us, we crave that. We don't naturally, our natural state is not inclined towards peace, perhaps. Uh, I know I identified with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know anybody that's an Enneagram, was it eight? Yeah. Are they the, they're, they're, they're the, the challengers. Okay, yeah. Any, any Enneagram eight in the world is going to identify with that. You know. Jen, what of those questions did you identify with? Because... I think it's different for guys. Oh, mm. yeah. Uh, I'm going to pull up the questions real fast. I'm going to grunt. Yeah, so who do you regularly go to battle with? Like... That is not one that clicked with me. But what has been getting under your skin lately? Sure. I had a quick answer for that. Like, sure. Um, or what makes your blood boil? Like, I had an answer for it yesterday. I can't remember what the answer was. But, like, I feel like I have a pretty quick fuse. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I can hide it well most of the time. But, like, I know who the answer was a year ago. Who do you go to battle with on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. A year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three knowing looks. <laughs> <laughs> Three people that know very well the answer to that question. Yeah. Um, so that has it a, was so it has definitely a, so it has a seasons. It like, was definitely yeah. the milkman. I. Uh, What's interesting is... Is my knowing look not right? <laughs> no, you, you nailed it. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, you got it. Good job. Definitely the dairy pre- the dairy people. The <laughs> I had twice as many questions as I presented. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I found that they were all kind of like, I'm going, oh, these are the same question. I mean, like, it's just... Just over, wording them differently. Over right. and over. And, I, and to some degree, I was trying to ask the question in a way to get people to think... You know, and really kind of connect with, uh, do I have a heart that's not very peaceful? Like, sure. Would it, like, before I ask those questions on a scale of 1 to 10, like, how peaceful would you say your heart is? Mm, I want to say 4 because we were talking about that last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say between a 4 and a 6, like, if I were to range it, you know? Sure, sure. After answering those questions, did that change your perspective? I think it revealed the need for um, more opportunities for peace or more... Sure. Yeah. Uh, I think where men go to war, women go towards fear and anxiety. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah. When men are ready to fight, women are ready to like, uh, f- like freak out. Like we're not going to go to blows necessarily. Like, <clears throat> which and 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 I struggled over where to bring in that whole piece about that quote. But I felt like I had to talk about what piece was enough to be able to finally get there, and mm-hmm. because I was afraid that people would just go well. I don't jump up and down and, and scream. That's that's my friend. That's my husband. That's my mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but just because you're, just because our natural, for some of us, our natural response is passivity or... I do just roll over and say, gosh, I hate everything. And then... Yeah, I'm going to talk about this at the water cooler for sure, but I'm not doing anything here now. Right. Sure. Um, or I'm just going to roll over and be discontent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but usually those people have some place to talk about it. Okay. They have, they use, mm-hmm. it's yeah. got, it's, it has to come out. It will come out. Right. Hmm. Yeah. They have their, there's, it's, is that a subversive, passive, aggressive come out, or a just a process come out? So, yeah. So, it can be passive aggressive. Like some people are passive aggressive. Sure. But some people are just passive. But then they will have someone that they can download with, and they and be like, "Man, my husband again, or or right. my boss again, or my whatever again." Right. So, in my mind, if I'm passive aggressive with somebody, I don't. I don't usually have to talk to someone else about it. Sure. Right. Sure. You're letting it out through I dealt I angst. dealt with it. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got an aggressive, a passive aggressive, and then a passive mm-hmm. response possibility. Yeah. In my mind, the quote unquote Christian response is the passive response. No, because there's that, a fourth response which is so assertive. There you go. That's what I was looking for. I didn't mm-hmm. know what it was. Mm-hmm. So what's the... Because the, the passive response still isn't right. Right. Even if you're just, you know, you're processing, sure. Passiveness doesn't produce the wholeness for the community, for the environment, for the family, for the whatever. Sure. Which is what that, like, probably that quote, like, that that was the, the hard part about that quote when I first heard it. Like, I'm going to naturally identify with the, the people that shake my fist and be like, ah, I'm mad about it, right? Right. But the other half, the quote's implying that neither of them are proper. Right. Yep. So it's this this fourth one. It's right. an assertive. Tell mm-hmm. me about that. Uh, well, that is... <laughs> I have such a great example from today, even. Oh, I man, love having a teenager time. live with me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, Shondaya. Um... Her and her sister have been uh, at odds for a while. Okay. And Shondaya has been going over to John and Rachel's where Haley lives for the last few months on Monday nights. And she's like, I don't want to go over there anymore because Haley doesn't even hang out with me. And so why? what's the point? It's just like, I was like, well, you can do nothing, which would be the passive response. Okay. You can make snarky comments when you're with her, which is the passive-aggressive response. The smack her in the nose, that's just aggressive. I do yeah. like that option. Yeah. You can get an, you can pick a don't, fight don't with her, that. so then 
you don't have to hang out with her because then you guys are fighting. That's the aggressive response. Love it. Or you can be assertive and say, hey, when I come over and hang out with you and you choose to hide in your room, it makes me feel this way. It makes me feel like you don't want to be with me. It makes me feel frustrated. And I want to be able to spend time with you. Like that is her asserting like this is what I want. This is what I need. How can we get there? And uh, Townsend Cloud would call that confronting. And they they say that confronting means to face forward or or one of the definitions to confront is to face forward. And you're just you're you're facing the situation. Mm -hmm. Mm. But again, that is we respond out of the other three ways, the aggressive, passive aggressive or or passive because it's a defense mechanism. It's, it's to protect our heart. Sure. Which is why I had such a focus yesterday in the conversation about, wait a minute, let's deal with our heart. Let's, let's heal that bad boy up. Mm-hmm. Sure. So that we can respond out of a wholeness and go, and that's a great example of how to be assertive <coughs> mm-hmm. in a healthy way, how to bring wholeness to the situation. And yeah. so peaceful does not mean passive. So here, oh, I love this. Here's a thought. Back to our, our chaos, focusing on chaos concept. Focusing on cons, or on chaos versus focusing on peace. Of those, we now have four solutions. I think that fourth one, the assertiveness, as mm-hmm. you labeled it, that's focusing on peace because it's active. It's actively mm-hmm. trying to bring about conflict resolution, bring mm-hmm. about shalom, if you right. will. Yeah. The other three all combat the chaos, which in the case of the sisters here would be conflict when they're hanging out, you know, mm-hmm. un, not good feelings, etc. So we have chaos there. And you can focus on either aggressively confronting the chaos, popping her in the nose, passive-aggressively, snide comments, or passively, just avoid. Mm-hmm. Right. All three of those are focusing on the chaos versus the assertive. seems to me the assertive is the one that focuses on actually focusing on the peace. Still right. reduces yep. the chaos, but in a positive manner, not a negative manner. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I wonder if a lot of the way that we try to combat the chaos in the world is in those three categories. Yeah. Well, and I think... And not not assertive. And it becomes our automatic (coughs) response. Sure. And it's like if... uh, if a bee sting hurts and is dangerous because you puff up, you're allergic, and so you respond hysterically because, you know, mm-hmm. like, I got to sure. deal with this now. Like, that's a flight, flight, fight, freeze kind of response. But when it's a gnat and you're responding to a gnat like it's a bee, that's, that's what we're doing in life is we're responding mm-hmm. to gnats as if they're bees. Right. And... And it's not congruent. Oftentimes, what we're responding to is not congruent to the situation. Makes sense. Sure. Right. 
And I, so, so we, yeah, go ahead. I think they're all learned behavior, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, most of us were not raised in perfectly healthy, emotionally healthy homes. So we've learned one of the three chaos inducing ones. And we've either had to go back and relearn how to be assertive or maybe there's an off chance that we learned assertiveness because our parents, you know, Mm. taught us what healthy boundaries were, taught us how to be compassionate, taught us how to be good with margins and like all these things that would help us have peace so that we can then pass it on to others. But if we're coming at it from a deficit of being passive or passive aggressive or aggressive, like we have to unlearn our bad behavior to relearn yeah. the assertive good behavior. Yeah. Makes sense. Probably only gets more complex on a societal level. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which also, even, even when I said combat the chaos, that sounds like a... Uh, Sounds like Rome's tool. Doesn't sound yep. a whole lot like Jesus. Uh, yep. Really only sounds like Jesus in one place. Right? Because uh, there was that one time that Jesus was like, I didn't come to bring peace. He did say that. He came to flip tables. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's what I'm supposed to learn from Sunday school. <laughs> yeah, Throw out all of the other options that we... All of the other references that we learned about on Sunday. <laughs> and just go for that one. Well, and I, I yeah, yeah. It, I, and I think about the temptation of Jesus when mm. I think in terms of how we'll latch on to a certain verse and we'll go, yep, that's our verse. Jesus said to buy swords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, you know, when Jesus is being tempted... Satan says, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will commend his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up. Absolutely. Scripture says that. And Jesus says, on the other hand, it is written, you should not put the Lord your God to the test. Uh-oh. And somehow Jesus knew in the larger context of the situation, and there's a there's like a there's a immature and then and a mature response, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Like a you know if I my kids can quote me for uh, for a lot of different things. They could use the things that I've said from an immature perspective, which is I think is what Satan's doing here, mm. or the mature perspective, which is what Jesus is is doing here. But we do know in in Matthew ten that Jesus said, "Do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword." All right. Well, we could just stop there and go. Okay. I'm gonna get that tattooed, and then I'm gonna start a militia. All right. All right. All right. All right. You are so from Southern Idaho. <laughs> that's the response, right? Did I, did I do it right? Yep. Nailed it. Boom. All right. So I do have an interesting militia story. I'm <laughs> starting God's army. Um, we were a rad- the squadron I was part of. Uh, we were a radar squadron okay. when we started out, and apparently the Montana militia somebody thought that we were controlling the weather with our radar. That checks out. We were forward error con- forward error 
control squadron. Okay. And we would uh, basically, we'd, we'd use the radar, we'd direct our our planes to deal with the planes coming the other direction. You were doing that cloud seating. Oh, my God. I know what you guys were up to. Um, we were on the ground. With yeah, the, with that's the what they wanted radar. you to think. <laughs> I've seen them chemtrails. Oh, my God. That was yous. Uh, Jesus go, goes on to say, <laughs> "Tell me about Jesus. what back to Jesus." For it came to set to a Jesus. man against his father and a daughter against his mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me, and he has found his life will lose it, and he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. If you take this verse out of context, you could you could apply it a lot of different ways. Make it say, you make it your militia. But but it's Jesus your militia saying, verse simply saying that the choices people will make to follow Jesus will separate people. Mm-hmm. The simple decision to follow Jesus or not to follow Jesus will cause people that aren't following Jesus to be mad about those who are following Jesus. Right. Even if it's your family. Even if it's your family. So. I think Jesus is still the Prince of Peace. What? Call darn it. Absolutely. I was so excited to have a reason. No more, no militia, no (sighs) tattoo. I think on your forehead would be perfect. That's a great place. There's so much forehead. More and more every day. Plenty of white space. You can just expand on the verse through the years. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. There you go. That no. is an option. Um, I'm good. And probably... I can still start my militia. I'll just have to find a different verse. Probably the least <laughs> amount of sagging. Possibly? I don't know. I mean, I guess it would stretch there. Everywhere else it would sag, right? But it, the from the top of your head, gravity's going to just stretch, like all of your skin stretches from the top, right? Is that how that works? I, I have no clue what you're even talking no? about right all now. Right. I well, checked out. <laughs> never mind then. Michael, keep running. It's keep snowy. running, Michael. You're doing great, but carefully because it's slippery yeah, outside. Hopefully you got your snowshoes on. That's fantastic. Yeah, you need that. Yeah, I did not shoe up properly today. No, you didn't. It was a nice nice idea this morning. It was snowing this morning, wasn't it? Not when I left the house. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Mm. Yep. That's why God made the weather app. That tells you how early I left the house. There you go. Before I woke up, apparently. I think. I don't know. I can't really remember. I noticed you'd already shoveled your dr- your walkway. Oh my gosh, I was yeah. excited. Yeah, I'll probably get round two because it's, it's still coming down out there. Lo- oh. oh, it was completely covered when Ooh. I came in. Logan, <laughs> Logan has two arms, boys and girls. He'll be shoveling this year. I'm so excited. Last year was so disappointing for you. I figured out how to shovel one-handed. <laughs> I know, but barely. I was over here quite often shoveling. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's just because people wouldn't let me. 
Lori, you sorry for caring, you big no, jerk. No, no. Lori was like, you let her do that. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to accept help, so I'll just be mad no, about I'm it. Like, I like I'll shoveling. Be, I'll figure it out on my own. I'll be passive aggressive. Me and my militia will shovel snow. My militia of me? <laughs> me and the fish. Oh my gosh. It won't work. They'll die. But they'll shine bright. Okay, anyway, this has been footnotes. It's this is actually been... a, this is a pretty fun one. Yeah, all sorts of all sorts of possibly terrible information on there. I don't know because a lot of it was our ideas. So <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. I don't know. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. We'll see you next week. Bye. Still before Christmas. You've been listening to footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes. That's weird.